We really want to welcome each and every one of you uh, that we can uh, be gathered here. And that even today we may have an opportunity uh, that you can, uh, if you don't know him yet, uh, that we may introduce uh, you to the God who uh, grants us this entire um, the world. Uh, if I can ask uh, everyone, if you have a cell phone, if you can help us to either turn it off or put it on vibrate. Today, we're going to have our brother Timothy will lead us in singing. And then we will have a brother John to give us his testimony. And then our brother Maurice will be giving a message. So before we give the time to brother Timothy, let us uh, just I'll read one verse. You don't have to turn to it. This is from Gospel according to John, chapter 1, verse 9. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. And then verse 12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We give the time to Brother Timothy. Good morning, brothers and sisters. We're going to sing a hymn 594. I hope this is a hymn that a lot of people know. I think today's theme is um, From Darkness to Light. That's why I choose this song. It's a very joyful, very happy song. Let's sing. We've a story to tell to the nation that shall turn their hearts to the world. A story of truth and mercy, a story of peace and love, a story of peace and love. For the darkness has turned to dawn. And the dawning to noonday bright, and Christ's great kingdom shall come to the kingdom of love and light. Is it an easy song to sing? This is more easy than any song. Okay, let's try once again. Only sing the first stanza. Let's try again. It's not easy. I want to see everybody open their mouth. I want everybody to open their mouth. Hopefully, I can hear your voice too. I want to hear your voice. If you every voice sing, you can cover my voice. I'm pretty sure. Let's sing. We've a story to tell to the nation 
Let's focus on the chorus itself. It's very simple. It said, For the darkness shall turn to dawning. And the dawning to noonday bright. And Christ's great kingdom shall come to earth. The kingdom of love and light. What a joyful song it is. I'm going to do a little, tiny little game. I would like the sisters to sing, to start the chorus. When they start, they sing it in a mysterious, soft voice. And then gradually increase. And then the second uh, uh, stand, sentence is that and the dawning to noonday bright. Let the brothers sing it loudly. But it may not be loud enough. So, at the first uh, stand, uh, sentence, everybody joins together. And Christ's great kingdom shall come. Okay, And the dawning to noonday And Christ the kingdom shall come to her The kingdom of God and light Are we good? So, 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 so The sisters, you have to start good If you don't start it right The brothers cannot join it The brothers, your brothers Come on, let's sing with a uh, strong voice. And when it comes to the third uh, sentence, we think it really certain. You can see my hand is kind of like hammering down. So you, you know what I mean. Sisters, one, two, three. And the dawning to noonday bright, and Christ the kingdom shall come to us, the kingdom. Once again, very good. Let's sing again. And 
Trying to extend the voice a little bit, and Christ with kingdom shall come to earth. Uh, Let's Second stand, uh, second song. Five oh nine. This is a completely different kind of feeling. Because it talked about what happened before us. When before we accepted Christ. We were in darkness. We were probably weary and troubled. I'm sure this song a lot of people know. Here the piano is to start
experience you are in life. 我不知道你的生活的经历是如何。But even a tiny little experience, you see that in life there's so many darkness and so much things for us to worry about. 其实只有一点点的经历，但是呃，这世界是充满着黑暗，是充满许多让我们忧愁的事情。But look at the cross. It says, "Turn your eyes upon Jesus." 但是我们看这首诗歌，说到当转眼仰望耶稣。Look full in His wonderful face. 注目仰望祂的慈容。And the things. Of the earth will grow strangely. So Uh, in February, when I knew about the gospel meeting today, God gave me a special burden. So I'd like to share this testimony with you today. My name is Zhu Yu. My English name is John. I'm 25 years old today. The Bible tells us a man's life on the earth is 70 years. If you're strong, you can live to 80. But you can only boast of almost nothing and you fly away quickly. If according to the Bible standard of 80 years, I thank the Lord. When I lived a quarter of my life, I met the Lord Jesus. Five years ago today was the day that I was born again. Uh, I was baptized in Chinatown's fellowship on uh, 
April 24th, 2011. Before my baptism, I was struggling inside. Because I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, I, I should have been uh, no stranger to the Lord. Uh, but right before the baptism, I thought I felt uh, like a stranger before the Lord. Uh, before the baptism, we had to go to the, um, the uh, class for uh, uh, Christian truth. I have heard about the truth regarding baptism. Baptism is to die with Christ, to resurrect with Him, and to rise. But I was afraid that people will ask me about the questions about the Bible. I don't know how to answer. So thank the Lord, I gave Him my heart. And I said to the Lord, that I, I know that the baptism is not a religious ritual. But I want to be baptized. Because I believe that everything in the Bible is the truth. Uh, the Bible says those who, are, who believe and are baptized will be saved. Uh, I thank the Lord that the day of the baptism, uh, I wasn't asked these questions. Uh, he asked me to be the first one to be baptized. Uh, the one who baptized me was uh, uh, Brother Lin When I came out of the water, and I was singing the hymns. And the more I sing, I was more moved. And inside, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Uh, now you no, you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. Uh, that day when I was singing the hymn, I was weeping the entire day. I don't know how, why much, uh, how much uh, my Lord loves me. So I thought back to the days before. Uh, I, I was uh, sensitive uh, to love before, but I realized that God is the God of love. When I was six years old, my mom left me. And I, and I, um, I grew up by my grandmother. My grandmother was my father and mother. And most importantly, she planted the seed of love in my heart. And she said to me, 
And she told me about the testimony of my grandfather before he died. She said our family used to worship idols. But before the grandfather died, my grandmother told me that uh, he heard the gospel. And that the grandfather told her he didn't know what he gained by worshiping the idols. But when the gospel was uh, spread to him, uh, he had a great faith. He said, if this Jesus is true, I'm willing to believe in him. But he has to give me a sign. So right before he died, uh, my grandfather told my grandmother that the, the, the night he dreamed about heaven, he dreamed about the heaven, the doors were opened, and it was uh, grandeur. Uh, that there were uh, two angels in white robes. So my grandfather told this sign, this dream, to my grandmother. My grandmother did not believe. She said, uh, you're bluffing. Perhaps uh, Chinese would feel uh, when a person is at the point of death, uh, his words. Uh, uh, that the words that he say before he dies will, uh, will always be true and uh, uh, kind. But my grandmother has never seen my grandfather so calm before. And my grandfather told her that uh, tomorrow, at this time, I will be taken to the Lord. And that day, my, my grandmother was sitting by him. And uh, they were just uh, talking to each other. And at the time that he spoke about, he was taken to the Lord. And before he died, he told her, And my grandfather said, After I go, after I leave, you must believe in Christ. Uh, he left when he was 43 years old. And my grandmother was in her 30s. Uh, in a poor village, she had to rear up six children. And my grandfather said, You have to believe in the Lord, only the Lord can help you. And so it's with that confident faith my grandmother received the Lord. And 
So as I rose up from the water that day, I remember how I was brought up in this family. And how the Lord loved me. And that day, I don't know why, but I had a heart to say to the Lord. I said, Lord, who am I? That out of millions you have chosen me. Yesterday, many brothers and sisters were passing out tracts on Main Street. There were so many people walking the streets. Who would care about this? We thank the Lord that the Lord loved me so much. That day I said to the Lord, I have nothing to give you, I will give you myself. Whenever I think of his love, I'm deeply moved. Uh, for our sins, he was crucified on the cross. And he was hung between heaven and earth. Uh, when the people around were saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Our Lord had a prayer. Uh, our Lord said seven phrases on the cross. And the first phrase he said, uh, Father, forgive them, but they don't know what they do. I don't know what kind of love is this. Uh, but I know that day that God is love. I often spread the gospel. I say, You should believe in Christ. People will say, it's, You can believe anything. I believe there are many gospel friends today. If you ask your own conscience, is it the same if you believe in anything? Have you experienced true peace? Uh, this morning at about 2 o'clock in the morning, my grandmother was taken to the Lord. Uh, my father sent me a, a, a message on Thursday. I wanted to be with her in her last walk. But I, I will not go back. I know I have a more important thing to do today. I like to plant the seed of love in your heart today. I don't know there's nothing I can do. But I pray that if there is a voice speaking in your heart today, can you speak to him? Is it the same to believe in anything? 
我知道我今天有复活的盼望，所以我不伤心，我不难过。I know that I have the hope of resurrection, so I do not disappoint and I'm not sad. 因为我知道将来有一天我在天家和奶奶还会再相见。Because I will meet my grandmother in heaven one day. 最后我再举一个小小的例子。Lastly, I want to give a small example. 呃，有一次我在餐馆上班。One time I was working in the restaurant. 我收到一个客人给的一张假钞。I received a uh, fake cash from a customer. Uh, when I see it, I knew this is counterfeit money. Why do I recognize it's counterfeit? Because I know the true money. When I looked at the face of the customer, it was filled with um, anxiety and uh, uh, no peace. Uh, he thought that he could uh, possibly get away with it. Uh, this is what people say that the religion can be a um, where you can uh, you can rest your uh, heart. I'd like to say to you. Only Jesus is the true light in this world. If only you recognize this uh, true God, that you will have true peace inside. And lastly, a verse from the Bible. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Many people say, I don't know how to walk this way of the cross. But it's very easy. When I was little, I often walk in the night with my father. I know that as long as I hold his hand, I will be able to get home. So today is the same. All you need is to hold his hand. To hold his nail-pierced hand. And today he will lead us to, to our home. And we can come out of death into life. When when you believe, you will enter into life. We thank the Lord. This is my testimony as well as my grandmother's testimony. Thank the Lord. We thank you, John, for that amazing story, your story and your grandmother's story. And as we continue to consider during this time about this Jesus Christ, we do pray uh, that we're talking also about your story and my story. Now we centered today's time on, on a couple verses and from John chapter 1. If you have a Bible, you can turn. If you don't, just listen. John chapter 
Says here, there was a true light which coming into the world enlightens every man. And here, the Apostle John is speaking of Jesus as the true light, the answer. And as our brother John just said, we're filled, there's all kinds of counterfeits around, but Jesus is the true light. And verse 12, John says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, and even to those who believe in his name. So join with me in another prayer, please. Lord, we ask you, we thank you that we can spend this time focusing on who Jesus is. And we pray now for your Holy Spirit to help us understand Jesus as the true light. Our light. And that Jesus is offering himself as our life. So help us to listen and learn. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, 2,000 years ago, after Jesus was raised from the dead, Paul, the Apostle Paul, was going through various countries and sharing about Jesus. And we find as he worked his way around, he ends up coming to the place of Athens. And it's told about in Acts chapter 17. So Paul comes into Athens, and of course Athens is the center of Greece, and Greece is the center of Greek culture. So before the Roman Empire took over, of course, Greece was a powerful nation. But Greece, we know, is known for its philosophy uh, and, and its um, mythology. And so when Paul goes into Athens, he sees these statues and he sees these altars. And we pick up, if you have your Bible, it starts in chapter 17, verse 22. So Paul stood in the midst of Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I observe that you are very religious in all respects. For while I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, I also found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you. So Paul was saying, you have all these statues here of these altars, and then this one says unknown. I'm going to explain to you that who this unknown God is. And he starts right in, verse 24. The, the God who made the world and all things in it. 
since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. 就不住在人所造的殿，也不是人手所服侍，好像缺少什么，自己到到将生命气息万物赐给万人。他从一本造出万族的人住在全地上。Let's just focus on that first phrase: God who made the world and all things in it.那我们把重点放在这创造宇宙和其万物的神。And the last phrase: He gives to all people life and breath and all things. 那最后一句就是他将生命气息万物赐给万人。So Paul and we today are speaking about the Creator God. 那保罗讲到这创造者呢？是神。This is the God who made everything. 那才是造一切的神。He made this amazing, vast, unthinkable universe. 那他造了这个我们没有办法想象到的这么伟大的一个宇宙。He created this earth. 他造了啊这个地地球。and he gave you and I life. So here Paul is talking about these other religions and ideas, but he's saying God is far bigger than all of this. You see all of creation, the one who made all this can't fit inside a house. And also the one who made all this can't be someone you just sort of bargain with. This creator God, are we going to put tie something on a tree or throw a coin in a well and think that somehow we're going to cause him to do something? When we consider creation, we think this God must be so great. Think of the majesty of the universe. Right? Science is telling us everything points back to this big bang. How do you explain that? And let's not even think about that. Let's think about the mystery of life. We could go outside. We have no life here except you guys. You take one plant and one cell of one plant and you study your entire life, you still won't know what's going on in there. The majesty of life. The last 15 years, biochemistry is showing us more and more and more of what's actually happening inside each cell and how amazing everything is. And I just want you to think about one moment in time, just so you can be amazed at the majesty of creation. Think about that moment in time when you in your mother's womb was one cell. Can you believe it? You were one cell. And all that information that comes back to create your beautiful face or your handsome face, your personality, your skinny build, your non-black hair, 
It was all there, and God created all of this. When He created life, that's why it can't be explained. So, this God who created this is so beyond what we, what you and I can understand. We know He did it. You look at creation, we see it. And then we consider our human lives and consider how majestic actually people can be. Some of the people in this room have amazing musical skills. How can it be that a person can remember thousands of notes and play them beautifully? Some of you in the room are academically, you know, superstars. How can you hold that much information? Because God created us this way. God gets the glory. He's the master. He's the creator of all this. There's somebody in this room that if he studies a Rubik's Cube can do it blindfolded. You know what I'm talking about, He studies it, then he gets blindfolded, and he can do the whole thing. That blows my mind. And that's just a tiny example. Okay, so God's creation, us, is great. And even mankind, when we work together, we create beautiful things, like the Brooklyn Bridge. Or we create these horribly good things like the smartphones. But we, if we're honest, we have to say there has to be an amazing God who created all this. But something horrible has happened. Something has really gone wrong with this amazing creation of God, right? Because in every age, in every place, in every time, we've watched people be cruel and ugly to each other. So right now in the news, it may be ISIS. Watch what ISIS does. But those, those who know history know what happened in the Holocaust. Those of you who are Chinese, you know, you know what the Japanese did to the Chinese before World War II. You also know that Stalin killed millions of people in the name of communism. And so did Chairman Mao. Millions. So all through history, and, and now it's happening anywhere. Go into prison and see political prisoners. People do awful things to each other. People are willing to consider another human being as less than human, as a dog. And as soon as you think that way, you'll do anything. God's created this amazing human race. But there's a darkness here that we all see. 
Sometimes it's really obvious. Now the Bible speaks of a fall at the beginning of the human race. And the Bible also talks about this as sin. This is our sin. It's not just a sin like I do something wrong to you. It's sin that's more built in. It's our nature. You and I are capable of awful things. If I were a soldier or a prison guard assigned to do something, I might do horrible, horrible things. Now, when we're honest with ourselves, we see all this evil. But we look inside, we see we can do the same. We are, we have the sin problem. So there is a darkness over mankind. But let's go back to Paul's words. We'll look at verse 27. It says, Speaking of God creating mankind, it says that they would seek him if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Notice here Paul saying that God made us to seek him. We want to seek him. Um, and he made us to do that. Now, I like being artistic. So before I told you about my tie, I'll show you this picture which I drew. And uh, as you start looking at the picture, you ask the question, what's, what's up? Which direction is up? Which direction is down? Let's let's have a Leon. Can you rotate it? Let's see. Maybe we can figure it out. All right. Which direction is up? Which is down? Which direction is up? The point is, it's all confused. You can physically build that. It was drawn, but it's actually all confused as to what's up and down. So I was reminded of this, that Escher's picture, which has people in it, is a picture of mankind searching for the truth and just wandering here and there. And I don't know where God is, but I'll try this way, I'll try this way. Alright, let's see the tie. Now this is Esher's work and the tie. 
so when he goes and meditates, you know what he's going to find? Because that's what Zen Buddhism said. He's going to find that all of this, you and I, everything is not really real. The only reality is up on the mountain when you meditate. Poof, you're up in there somehow, you see it all. Now, a couple of these figures, if you have good eyes, are actually carrying something. That's because they believe in something legalistic. Maybe they're Islamic, because Muslims, it's all about law. So they're carrying the burden of man-made laws. So I gotta do all this. I don't know which way to go, but I'm gonna keep working. But it's not just Islam. Because Jews and Christians can turn, can make our Christianity into a legal, legalism. So I'm, I, the point of this is not to make us laugh. The point is to have a picture that we as mankind are seeking God for God and without God helping us, we're just going all these different ways. So we have a darkness in sin. We also have a darkness because we just can't see God and we don't know which way. Okay. The end of that verse, he says, though he is not far from each one of us. So Paul has this beautiful phrase at the end, though he is not far from each of us. That's the good news. So even though God, our Creator, is so, so majestic. And we have this darkness of our sinful nature. And we have this confusion. And but he is near. Now the other thing I didn't emphasize, but in verse 27 is that they seek God if perhaps they might grope for him and find him. So that was the picture before of us groping. Now 
Uh, yesterday, I was visiting someone's house, and I went in the bathroom and shut the door. When I shut the door, it was dark. So I reached for where the light usually would be, and it wasn't there. So now I was like, do I open the door, do I just grope around, try to find a switch? So fortunately, I found a switch before I knocked over something. So it says here, we are seeking God, we're groping in, in the dark, as it were. But God, but God is near us. And we will skip a few verses of, and look at what Paul says a little later. In verse 29, he says, Being his creation, how can we think that God is... It, well, no. Verse 29, Being then the children of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and thought of man. So what we see here, Paul is reminding us, how can we think of God as just a statue or living in a house or even our biggest thought? So I come to you and I say, I am so brilliant, my idea of God is huge. So let me share with you. What would you say? No matter how big your idea is, God is obviously much, much, much greater. In other words, when we make up our idea of God, it's always going to be less. So Paul, of course, this is all an intro. Paul then said, God is now declaring to man that he's, that he's fixing a day. And he says at the end of verse, in the middle of verse 31, he says, A man who has, he has appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. So we want to turn our attention to this Jesus, this man that Paul was proclaiming. Now we all know the history. Two thousand years ago, Jesus was born and raised as a carpenter's son. And then he began his ministry and started doing amazing things. When he went and taught, he he didn't just teach. There were Miracles that went with him. But one thing that was amazing about his teaching is that he taught with authority. So even though he was humble and he didn't have the fancy robes and he hadn't been to Jerusalem, he was very humble. And yet when he taught, they said, oh, God is speaking. Let's just take one example, and that's all, all we need. In Matthew 6, we hear Jesus 6, 21. Matthew 6, we hear Jesus saying, 
You've heard the ancients were told you shall not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty. So here we have Jesus saying, look, the rule, the law, as you understand, was you shouldn't kill. Don't murder. But Jesus is saying, but God really cares if you have that same motive, that you, you actually hate or have that anger in you. That's the sin already. So in one example, what happens? Jesus teaching one thing. Listen closely. What happens? What's he saying to you? He's saying one that God is holy. He has a very high standard. He's also saying that God is paying attention to your thoughts and your heart. He's saying that God sees your hearts. And he knows everything. And he knows what your motives are. So from this one example, as people listen to Jesus say, Oh, that's what God means. Oh, that God is actually caring about what's inside me. So Jesus was the ultimate teacher. As he taught, people got to see what God really thinks and what God wants. And that brings us back to our verse. Right? John said, There was the true light which comes into the world, enlighten every man. And then we also hear Jesus himself, what Jesus says to us about being light. In 8.12 says, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will, will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now notice here, Jesus, Jesus inviting us that he's a source of light for us. But notice he says light of life. And back in John chapter 1, in verse 4 he says, John says, in him was life and life was the light of man. You don't follow all of that. You don't need to follow all that. But the point here is that with God, this is not just a matter of turning on a light. It's not just a matter of ideas. This is a matter of life and death. Or more important, it's a matter of a new kind of life that God gives us. The very life of God He's going to give us. And that becomes our life. So how does that happen? 
So let's just simply consider the name of Jesus. Jesus' name means Savior. It means the one who delivers. He saves us. And we know that name makes sense. So we're groping around trying to find answers. But Jesus came into this world, into this life. And lifts us out. Lifts us out of the darkness. And he came to bring us near to God. And because the reason we're in the darkness is that sin keeps separates us from God. So what did Jesus, our Savior, do? We couldn't find the light unless he solved that problem. So our Jesus, he intentionally went to the cross. It was not a mistake. He went to the cross because he knew God the Father would honor his Jesus' blood as payment. As payment for all of our sin. No other religion offers anything like this. A way to God like this. In fact, you can't believe it except that God raised His Son from the dead to prove it. Alright, let's turn to verse 12 of the first chapter. We already mentioned this. But as many received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. In another place, people came, they watched Jesus do all these miracles, and they said, Wow, we want to do the works of God. And they said, How, What should we do so we can do God's work? And Jesus said to them, He's saying it to, to us today. He said, This is the work of God that you believe in Him whom He has sent. So we can do all this and all that, it doesn't matter. God says, What, what, what must I do? I must believe. In Jesus, and that Father sent sent him. So God, in His amazing fairness, has made our relationship a matter of the heart. It doesn't matter how educated we are, how smart we are, how strong we are. God says the work you do is to believe. And he'll do the rest. Now there's a problem with receiving him. Verse 12 says, and many as received. Verse 11 said, he came into his own, but they did not receive him. Now, 
there is a resistance in us to receive Jesus. So let's just think about that now. I'd like you to imagine that your life is like a house. Now maybe you with this is New York City, maybe it's an apartment, but think of it as a house. Your life is like a house. And this teacher comes into your neighborhood. And you can hear him talking, he's saying wise things. So he comes in front of your house and you're really listening. Now let's think this teacher is Jesus. So you say, come, come, I want to hear more. Jesus comes up to your front door. But you stay inside your door and you keep him out there. So you think, oh, teach me some things. Teach me some nice things to live by and then go away. If I let you in my house, you might tell me that there's a lot of stuff wrong with my house. I got a lot a lot of dark rooms in here. I don't really want to change those things. So I'll I'll learn some things from you, Jesus. I'll read some words and then you go away and I'll, I'll live my way. Is that how you've received Jesus? Or if you'd invite him in, come on in, come on in, I want to hear more. So Jesus comes in and now you're really studying him. And and you receive him and, and you follow him. But you've only let him in the living room. He's only in the living room. You sort of keep him there. And you send him away. So you have one nice room, you think about Jesus a lot, but the rest of the house is a wreck. So is that how you receive Jesus? Come on in, I'll, it'll change my life, but not too much. Now consider who this is. If this is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who's, who is your Savior, how should we receive Him? And this is a question for everyone here. Do we let Jesus in to our house? Really? Are we letting him in to take over? Are we letting him in to to be our Lord? He brought forgiveness to us. He's he can change our life. He's made us a child of God if we believe him. Now part of us still resists because we're afraid of change. So part of you might be resisting. I'm not sure I can go this way. But part of you wants the Lord. Part of you will never be joyful unless you know the Lord. That part wants to receive Jesus. 
And so how do we receive him? We just turn to him and say, Lord, I'm humble before you. Even today, if you turn to him and say, Lord, I'm seeking you, it may not happen today, but he will come to your life. How do we receive him? We acknowledge that God is, is pure and holy. And we acknowledge that we are sinful in comparison and in His light as He sees us. And then we believe that God sent Jesus. That God raised Him from the dead. That He was and is the Son of God. And He's our Savior. And so we find after verse 12, we find in John 1, As many as have received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who are born, not of the blood, or not the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So based on believing in his name, we are born from above with this new life. And these other things don't matter, your history or someone else. And so we'd like to end our time here now with some prayer. So some of you in this room have been seeking the Lord for a long time. And you're ready now to accept Jesus as Savior. So we'd like to pray together and um, first we'd like to ask everyone to, to close our eyes so this is a private time as we pray. And I'd like to pray with those who really do want to accept Christ now. If you feel that way already, right now, could you just raise your hand so I can know? Okay, thank you. Now let's pray. And then as as I pray, if you agree with those words, if you can say those words, and you say those in your heart to the Lord. So let's pray. Lord, I want you uh, to be in my life. Lord Jesus, I thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for going to the cross for me. Thank you for coming to my life. I want to receive you in my life. Lord, I have darkness of sin in my life. But I I accept your wonderful promise to forgive me. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. I want to live for you. Today I accept you. Jesus, my Savior. You are the Son of God. 
I'm so glad you have forgiven me all my sin. 我实在是很感谢你，我实在是很高兴，你赦免了我一切的罪。Lord, come into my life now. 主啊，求你进到我的生命里。And now, if there's anyone else who prayed that prayer or you were about to pray that prayer, could you raise your hand just so we can acknowledge? 那刚才有跟我们一起一起祷告的弟呃朋友们、弟兄们、弟兄姐妹们，如果你愿意接受主的话，请你举手。Thank you. Now Jesus said, "This is the work of God that you believe in Him whom He has sent." That Jesus said, "This is God's work. You willingly accept His appointment." And He also said, "We continue to pray now." Jesus said, "I am the light of the world. He who follows Me will walk in darkness, but will have the light of life." Let's continue to pray. Lord, thank you for coming into this dark world. Thank you for coming to my door of my life. Thank you for coming into the darkness and giving me yourself on the cross for me. Jesus, please come into my life now. Jesus, I receive you. And now there may be some here in this room who you can't say this prayer, but you're interested. 或许在座的你，或许没有办法做如此的祷告，但是你还是你是有点兴趣的。You want to know more about Jesus. 你想要更加认识耶稣。So if you feel that way, can you raise your hand? 你如果有这样的感觉的话，请你举手。You want to know more about Jesus? 还想要更认识基督，想更加认识基督呢？耶稣呢 ？Okay, thank you. 谢谢。And so let's let's have a final prayer. 我们有个最后一个祷告。We don't need to raise hands on this one, but because this is a prayer for all of us. 我们不用举手，但是我们是为着每一位，我们一同祷告。Lord, please come in and take over my life. I want to receive you not just as Savior but as Lord. I want to receive you not just as Savior but as Lord. I want to receive you not just as Savior but as Lord. I want to receive you not just as Savior but as Lord. I want to receive you not just as Savior but as Lord. I want to receive you not just as Savior but as Lord. I want to receive you not just as Savior but as Lord. Thank you, Father in heaven, for sending your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. 在天上的父，我们感谢你赐给我们的儿子耶稣基督。We thank you for each person here who's received you. 我们为着在座的每一位接受你的向你感谢。Each person here who's turned to you and is seeking you. 为着每一位已经转向你的向你感谢。Thank you that you're our life and our light. 我们感谢你，你是我们的生命，也是我们的亮光。And and、uh, we can trust ourselves to you. 我们能够把我们交托给你。In Jesus' name. 奉耶稣的名
thank the Lord for all those friends that have um, trusted themselves uh, and tr- and believed in the Lord Jesus. And we want to invite all those that have uh, were willing to receive Christ. And all those that um, prayed the prayers in your heart. And all those that um, are interested but uh, would like to um, have more questions about the Lord. So we want to invite all these to go upstairs to room 201, up right upstairs in the second floor. And, uh, we will have some brothers and sisters to, um, to talk with you. Uh, and to also uh, help you with some um, materials. And we ask all the Christians uh, to remain on this floor. And that we may have some time of prayer. So we ask those to move upstairs. Uh, 朋友们，请你们到我上去。